Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 63 of Reboot Already Underway. I'm one of your hosts, Jacob Lacey, joined again today, as always, by David Becker. Ah, my voice was cracked. David Becker. Mine never does. <laughs> Mine Hello. Never, I, I hit puberty. <laughs> and Aaron Hahn. Hello. Uh, guys, how, how's it going? Good week? You go see that uh, emoji movie? Stop it. Six. The fact that you tried to try to get me to go to that. Hey, man. <laughs> I, I need someone to go with me. Uh, guys, this week we're going to be talking a little about uh, a little bit about Marvel. They wrote into our advice column, so we're going to be uh, hearing what they have to say. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about the Dark Tower. <laughs> but first, guys, um, we're going to be talking about moments we hate in movies that we love. Now, you know, I think this will be an interesting way for us to look at some movies that we love in different ways, try and, you know, bring out, like, not, not every movie's perfect. There's some, there's some flaws hiding underneath. And, uh, yeah, so, if you want me to go first, I'll go with a classic, one that I've always said, this is a bad part of this movie, and everyone's always like, yeah, well, and I'm like, no, yeah, well isn't an excuse. <laughs> but it's, uh, <laughs> it's from Rear Window. It is the climax um, the killer in the apartment, you know, he's, he's flashing. The I haven't seen this movie. It's 70 years old, David. It's, and if you've I, seen Disturbed. Guess whose headphones are coming out. <laughs> oh my God. But anyway, killer's in the apartment. He, he comes up flashing the bulbs and then Frank goes out the window. I think that's his name. I don't remember now. I think it is Frank though. I, I don't remember the character's name, I did no. just watch the Always Sunny episode where Frank falls out the window, though, so maybe I'm conflating things <laughs> here. Um, but, yeah, so he falls out the window, and then everything goes into, like, hyperspeed mode for about 20 seconds of this movie. And there's... Why? Why does that happen? No one's ever been able to explain it to me. No one's ever been like, oh, well, you see, that happens because... Uh, uh, Hitchcock really wanted to, uh, he really wanted to display, uh, like, chaos or whatever. No one's ever the, been able the to... The intensity like, of the moment, the... Is Aaron arguing against your bad... Of, uh... Your yeah. bad part? boy, Aaron. Always warms my heart. Like, Aaron, even when we talk yes. about this on Gateway to Cinema, you're like, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> I'm like, well, what... Is there no Honestly, I don't even remember what part you're talking about. Okay, well, it's been right. a while since I've seen the film, and it's not something that bothered me, I guess. It, it just it bothers me because everything else in that movie is so perfect. And then that happens, I, and you're like, oh. I thought you were going to go with the whole, like, just the whole uh, flashbulb climax thing, and the guy I mean, keeps on taking, like, two steps towards that it. That is also a problem. Just flash, that rubs is also his a problem. Eyes. But for some reason, I'm okay with that. Because it doesn't take me out of the movie so much as, like, all of a sudden the speed of the film being ramped up by, like, 150% is like, oh, oh, God, like, what's happening here? It just takes you out. So that's a problem with a movie that I absolutely freaking love. Guys, who wants to go next? Well, I have a pick that is also from a classic film and also one of, like, my all-time favorite movies. So I suppose this is a good pick. But it's from Halloween. Okay, yeah. Because there's this moment at the end of Halloween 
were towards the end of Halloween, guess, where I Michael guess Myers. We should just say mild spoilers for all of this, and we're not going to be straight up saying like, "Oh, Sixth Sense." You know what happens at the end of that? No, we're we're going to be talking. about I hated the scenes. The Sixth Sense was pretty good. Until it was real, Bruce Willis was dead the whole time. That's when they lost me, you know? Yeah, I was, was like, that was, it was too it was, smart. It was, it, was a, it was a step too far. That was you know? too smart for me. I didn't like that. <laughs> I didn't see it. It surprised me. And so I, didn't, I don't like when movies surprise me. No. But Halloween, uh, towards the end of the film, when he's you know, chasing Jamie Lee Curtis around the house, there's a, mo- a brief moment where he takes off his mask and we see his real face. And it just, it's this very brief moment. It's like one second of the film, but it just kind of destroys this whole image of Michael Myers as the killer because he's, you know, built up. He's like, this is the personification of evil, you know, like he's just stalking people down. He's killing. He's just, there's no real motivation. There's no rest. There's no relief. It's just him killing people. I, is it... (laughs) So I guess this just speaks to like where you're like I don't remember that at all. I don't remember him ever taking off the mask. This it happens like very briefly. Yeah, I just like don't it's just like that. it's just like a split second towards the end. Okay. Huh. All right. Well, I can understand how that like if I noticed that when I watched it, I would probably be pretty upset about that too. But I guess I just saw it and didn't even. I was like, okay. I don't know. I was really busy when I watched that movie with the uh, kid, or with the parents and their kid behind me talking throughout the whole movie. Is this the one with the hospital? They're like, no, that's the second one. And I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> so, yeah. David, movie, or moment you hate in a movie you love. So, mine has a little bit of a backstory to it, because I originally didn't hate this part from the beginning but a real life event has caused me to now hate this part of the movie okay. which is very sad so it's an in interstellar and it's when he's um he got all the video messages right mm-hmm. and he's pouring through them and Matthew McConaughey is doing a great job mm-hmm. he's all getting emotional and tore up great, great but then um, great movie yes but all of a sudden, he starts screaming, Murph. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. It's like, Murph, Murph. And I'm like, and like first, yes. like, 100 times, you know, 100 times I watched the movie, I'm like, God, I'm, I'm tearing up too right now, right? And then I eventually went on a camping trip, and my one friend started making fun of it. He's like, oh, you sound like, like cause some kid was complaining. So it's not, it, he goes on and starts saying, Murph! And like he like so he just tries to imitate it, but he does it so awfully. So every time that I watch this scene, I now have had this idea and replay of my friend trying to horribly imitate this scene. So it now ruins the scene for me because I, I can't be in the movie. I just have this awful image of my friend attempting to do it. So what right. so my I hope to God that no friend or peer ruins a scene for you, but but this has happened to me, and it's kind of sad because yeah, like I can I can no longer tear up in that moment. I just I just hear my 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 idiot friend going, and like, and like he keeps trying to bring it up like a year later. So yeah, okay. So yeah, that's, that would be a little a little bit different of a of a path, but 
same I thing. I don't think I have anything like that as far as someone said something and it's like, well, now it's ruined, you know, other than when. Like, like for instance, uh, my mom said she would never name one of her daughters like Stella because of uh, what what movie was it? Rocky. Huh? Rocky. That's he. He screams Adrian and Rocky. That yeah. that dude. Whoa! That, spo- that. Spoilers for Rocky. Some of us haven't seen it yet. <laughs> That's not what I'm talking. Never mind. That's not what I'm talking about. But who, Did, what movie is she you're supposed to be about, a, a movie like enthusiast? And you're thinking that yeah, you're still still Rocky. <laughs> he's, he's, he's oh, backing God, out of the dude, video, everyone. Aaron's dead. So, so, all podcast, all podcast critics, please tear apart Jacob. <laughs> Jacob, I'm the one who's seen it. Yeah, but you're the one who didn't know the name of the of Adrian. Sorry, excuse me. All Rocky enthusiasts, please tear apart. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, okay, not what I. Never mind. Um, all right. I need to know this movie now, so you need to think about it. But, um, okay. So yeah, I don't have anything like that, but I do have one that just makes me cringe into oblivion every time it starts, and I realize that's the point. Like, it's supposed to be awkward, but, like, this is, like, too much to the point where it's not funny, and it's like, okay, like, this scene can end now. And that's in Scott Pilgrim. (laughs) A movie I love to death. I love nearly every moment of this movie. But every time Matt Patel comes on screen and starts singing a song, I just kind of tune out for about a minute and a half. (laughs) Because it's just so awkward. I'm like, this, no... This isn't good. <laughs> like, I, I can understand being awkward to be funny. It happens a lot. They do it in Always Sunny all the time. They do it in tons of movies, tons of shows. But this is, like, awkward to the point where I'm like, okay, this can just end. It just needs to be done. And that's just when I have to tune out every time it starts. It's, it's also pretty dated, which is also a problem. That it's, like, they use a lot of lingo from the 2010s. That is just extremely dated in that scene. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> yep. Nope, not a fan. But Like, give, give us an example, Lacey. Please. What's, what's I, your best outdated I, I really 2010s lingo For speech? real, though, I don't even want to say any of it because just thinking about that scene makes me want to, like, cringe into my seat. I'm like, oh, cringy. Don't like. Uh, how do you feel about that scene, Aaron? I, it, it doesn't bother me, I suppose. I it, don't it's know. also just a problem because, like, all the other music in the movie is so great that there's just this one song that sucks, and you're like, okay. This, I mean, okay. Yeah. Aaron, what you got? Yes. Uh, all right, well, I'm going to a little more of a modern film with this one but also a film i really enjoy x-men first class okay but i'm just really annoyed with the i guess this is more than just one moment i suppose it's like somewhat a plot point but the introduction of the helmet in the film where kevin bacon just comes out he's like the russians made me this helmet (laughs) that will protect me from telepaths and it's like yeah uh how why (laughs) when (laughs) Yeah, it is very much that like cobbled exposition, like you're my you're my dad or you're my best friend kind of thing. It's like how do we explain what this does? What, uh, like it would be too I easy believe to the show them. Flashback pause. I believe the movie 
is Streetcar Named Desiree. Des- or not Desiree, Desire. Desire. Sorry. Streetcar Named Desire. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah, no, no, I do I do remember the scene, though, where he shot his fellow. Don't, internet, I do not have my glasses on, so... <laughs> Sorry. Jacob, you can just let I, I, laugh I, I out. Knew it, I knew it was like an iconic film. movie scene, though, with Stella, but yeah, that's the one. It's a very common film name, and you're like, streetcar named uh, Desiree. <laughs> I, I didn't know the name of it, so sorry. Yeah, I guess yeah. it's uh, payback for mocking him for the Rocky name. <laughs> so, I guess I it's mean, I'm not. I'm not making no. I'm not okay. making a stupid comment. I just can't read. Okay. <laughs> Some would say they're one and the same. David, what's your second film? Or what's your second moment? Um, you know, I, it's kind of, in a lot of films, I have like, we sh- which we should do topic okay. after we, we get this advice column done. We should do a topic of... David's um, like nitpicking things that break good movies because like whenever I come out of a movie, I go, "Hey, Jake, one of the one thing that really is like read me the wrong way in this movie." <laughs> yeah, when you're like Baby Driver, not realistic. He jumps over a car. Not exactly, realistic. exactly. <laughs> like like oh that breaks God. the movie. When, like, since when was it like, a yeah, realistic movie? <laughs> that not none of that movie's realistic. I don't know. Oh no, it all is, but. So, so mine is like, um, it was a Doctor Strange, and it's when they were, uh, the, the necklace. Yes. Yeah, it was the necklace, and they were like all like trying to figure it out at the very end of the movie. At the very end of the movie, they're like, the, I forgot the guy who listened to Beyonce. I don't know what his name was, but, um. Wong? Yeah. Wong was like, oh, by the way, like, it's an Infinity Stone, and then like two more lines in the movie ends. It's like, oh, like, we're just going to throw it. Oh, it's like, they, they just so, like, nonchalantly just drop, like, as Aaron's like, oh, yeah, this thing just protects you. Like, I don't need to explain it. He, he just goes, oh, it's an Infinity Stone. I don't need to weave it into, I'm just going to drop it here and then end the movie. Just, it's like, I was just kind of like, you could, that's that's the way you wanted to, like, break that news th- to the world? Oh, yeah, it's an Infinity Stone. No big deal. I'll see you guys later. I'll see the end credit now, like. I don't know. I mean, this is something you also talked about when we did our spoiler cast for it. And I don't remember mm-hmm. how Aaron felt on this, but I'm like, it's a pretty natural thing. I didn't think it was unnatural at all. It was like, hey, I know more than you. You don't know that much. Like, calm your britches, little boy. Uh, kind of thing. I mean, I, I feel like I kind of liked it, too. I think yeah. I had, like, a little bit of an audible gasp in theaters when I said that line. I was like, yeah, that's pretty neat. Didn't see that coming, but I guess that makes sense. I don't know. I like that. Mm. But it... It is definitely, like, the same kind of clunky exposition drop, though. Like, yes, yeah. yeah. That happens all the time in comic book movies. So, like, every single instance of that in it, a movie, that's yeah. that's my next pick, is all of those. <laughs> all right, well, uh, we've each done two. Do we have any extras that we want to run through? Has anyone had any? Does anyone have um, any? I'm spent. You're spent? I have one. I just, oh, okay. okay. I just want to do a brief one. Okay, I have mine's or an even. Too. More modern film, War for the Planet of the Apes. No, I'm I'm still not over Bad Ape. Oh my I, god, I'm I'm still not over it. He's a good character. Get, get him yeah. out of my movie. Get, yeah, get so him out of my Jake, movie. I, I don't Jake mentioned to me that you didn't like Bad Ape. I don't like Bad Ape. We talked about this last week on the podcast. 
No. All right. But so, bad ape was good. Bad ape was a good ape. He was good ape. And Matthews. Uh, we're, we're, not let's Matthews let's on. move on because I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Um, I just want to mention real quick, Hail Caesar, a movie I love. Again, another movie I love to death. One that I was championing at the end of 2016. I'm like one of the best movies of the year. No one else believed me, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, it's the scene where they go to visit Joseph Silverman, who is played by Jonah Hill. Um. That's one of those moments where you're like, this feels like this is like a plot thread that was supposed to go somewhere and like it got cut, it got left on the cutting room floor for some reason and they just left that one in. You're like, oh, so what, what was the point of this? Like the whole point is that they're going to him to get a fake document of, uh, God, what's her name? Scarlett Johansson. Uh, like her like fake adoption papers or something to that effect mm-hmm. um but they the, a lot of other plots in the movies in the movie are just wrapped up by saying hey yeah we did this all right you go do this you do this whatever this one like the film feels the need to see eddie Mannix go all the way to that uh to that office to get those papers and you're like something big's yet something's happening here and then nothing ever happens there and you're like okay i mean it's only one small part of an overall what's the, weren't movie. weren't you the one like champion hail caesar though it's like oh it's a day in the life of this guy who has to deal with so many different things it in the is. same day and so this is one of the things he has to deal with and that's the important scene in this plot thread that does in fact develop it more and you know sets up <laughs> the conclusion to that bit i the problem is it doesn't make any sense that he would have to go and do that he could it makes sense because he's go. our pov character and we wouldn't have that scene otherwise and, and we wouldn't have jonah hill in this movie otherwise or that funny but exchange that's not so. true because uh, follow, is this adding up we follow uh, yeah, all the several I mean, times do my calculations we follow brett or not brett pitt uh george clooney several times with only him we don't need him to go there. <laughs> like, there's no point. It, it's just, it feels like, hey, how do we get him from here to there? And uh, there's more to this plot thread. We just don't want to use it. And I'm like, okay. I, I didn't even love this film as much as you did. And <laughs> I'm the one defending it. So, hey, whatever. This movie's still fantastic. I think it's still one of the Coen Brothers' best movies. And uh, I'll defend that till the day I die, Aaron. Coen well, Brothers. all right. All right, guys, Aaron, do you on. have anything else, or are you good? No, oh, I you no I'm good. Good. Because Bad Ape is a good character. All right, guys, let's move on to the <laughs> upcoming movies of the week. Uh, so, uh, Dark Tower. This is that Tower. new James Bond movie, right? And it's dark, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, it's a tower. And it's dark there at the tower. And... Um, but also, we like the tower. We want to so protect the tower. I'm, tower. I'm actually like kind of hyped for this movie. It, lo- it looks pretty good. Jake, oh, it looks Internet horrible. <laughs> Are you kidding? I think it looks good. Aaron, back me up on this. <laughs> this movie looks trashy, right? I so like I when they announced this film, I was excited for it. I went out, read the first book in the series, planned to read more of them, but I couldn't get a copy of the second book. So I, is I, I, is I, the I, first I, book the Dark Tower? No, the first book this is well. It's like the whole series the books, is called right? the Dark Tower, and then uh-huh. the first book is also called the Gunslinger. Okay. 
I, I'm pretty sure this takes place in an alternate universe to the books, right? I heard something. Yeah, like well, there's this. I don't really want to spoil the book series yeah, for those who haven't read it, okay. but there, the way it. it ends kind of sets up the movie. So the movie is almost a continuation of the book series while also being its own story. Okay. Like, you don't understand it without having read any of the books, but if you read the books, you'd understand it differently, I suppose. Okay. That's how I would phrase that. So that makes me even no. less excited about this. <laughs> Try, uh, but I think, I think the cast week. is Jake's great. Try... Sorry, cast is here. great. But, like, the... It just doesn't look like it fits the right tone for what the books were going for. Like, this just seems, like, way too over-the-top, way too much, like, action. And then they're just, like... I know they go to Earth, like, later on in the books, the books I haven't read yet, but even in this film, like, trying to cram that all into a 95-minute runtime, yeah, which so feels short. far too short, it's like, I don't think this is gonna work. It, it, you know what it looks like a lot to me? In every shot, I'm like, this looks like Aragon. Like, just from the cinematography to, like... Just the plot to like how rushed everything looks. I'm like, this looks like Aragon, and Aragon sucks. <laughs> the books suck too, though. So, did you read like three of them? Aragon, yeah. Oh, okay. then I was so like, wait, nah, so I'm good. How many hours are you like? All right, I think there's well, five. Internet, right? as we talked about earlier last week, Jacob just trashes just by every movie, and then he sees it and comes out. He's like. Oh my god, that was so good! And that, so this is what's going to happen. He's going to see this movie, and he's going to be like, "That was one of the best um, movies of the year." Sources, Aaron. Can I get your sources on Aaron? this? Yes, yes, David. Sources. Well, listen, last sources. Sources, me. No, 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 no. Spe- specific movie because I don't think that's happened once this year. I've been. Do you, do you want me? Point. Do you want me to timestamp the last podcast and be like, yeah. what, "Listen to this part." <laughs> Because I've been pretty on point with my guesses this year. The last one that I thought was going to be great and it was awful was Collateral Beauty. But other than that, I'm like, this movie's going to be trash, ends up being trash. Movie's going to be good, ends up being all right. Except for Valerian. Valerian's a little like, uh, I was like, this looks really bad. And it got pretty middling reviews, but yeah. I don't know. I just don't think it looks good. I will not be paying money to go see this. Uh Save it I'm, for September. I might go see it. I mean, you read the like books. A cheap day at the theater. I read the first book. So I feel like you're kind of like, you're like, oh, I read the book so because of this movie, I might as well go see the movie now. Like, <laughs> right. I feel like it's a little treat to yourself. Yeah. It's, it's a curiosity, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I like that Matthew McConaughey is playing uh, the man in black from Lost. That's very, very interesting. <laughs> Bet they, it's a shared universe, but... Yeah, uh, wait for September and go see it because it looks fantastic. <laughs> like everything I've seen from it, from it. Eh. The movie, the name of the movie is what you would use to describe the movie. So it's like, how does how does this work? Okay, how about Detroit? I'm pretty hyped for Detroit. Let me tell you what. Yeah, looks pretty pretty solid. Got a nice cast. Yeah, represent John Boyega, Will Poulter. But and uh, who's the director? Catherine Bigelow. Catherine Bigelow. Yeah. I don't think I've actually seen any of her films. I her probably film. should get around to that. Me either. <laughs> <laughs> she uh, didn't she make Point Break? Yes. Yeah. So there you go. You've not seen Point Break? 
I haven't seen Point I Break. I haven't either. I've, I've seen Fast <laughs> I've and Furious, so I was like, do you, do you really need both in your life? Uh, yeah, no, this is, I, I, she's on my list of directors to watch all of her movies from, so hoping to get to her films eventually. But, you know, Detroit's out this week, and I'm going to go see Detroit because it looks tense and well-acted. And it's from one of the most acclaimed directors out there right now. So And relevant. Hashtag way too relevant. Are we bringing <laughs> it back? Hashtag way too relevant. <laughs> We're bringing it back. All right. Detroit. Oh, boys, boys, boys. Let me tell you a story. All about how I went to the theater and saw a trailer for Kidnap in September. And it was supposed to come out in January. And then they pushed it back till July. I like the original version of that song better. Yeah, I remixed it a little bit. It wasn't great, but I think I think with a couple more takes, it could be it could be something. But yeah, so I saw a trailer for Kidnap when I went to go see Masterminds. Why was this a trailer before Masterminds? Maybe because Masterminds also got pushed back like five times. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But, like we we got the same market ends for this. Yeah. People, people who don't pay attention to when we push back movies multiple times. It's taken. It, it's taken with Halle Berry. Didn't she just do like a kidnapping movie like she three did. years ago, where she where was, she was like a nine one one call assistant or something? <laughs> these are the only movies she does anymore. That and Kingsman too, of course, because that's gonna be cool. But I just don't understand. Why did they wait? This movie's going to be bad. We all know it's going to be bad. Why did they wait? Wow. Just let the movie come out and then trash it. That's literally the whole point of this segment, is to to give our opinions on the movies before we've seen them. Um, I just, it's one of those that's like, why did this get made? Well, Taken made money, so I know why this got made. But why did Halle Berry agree? She's a good actress. She's been in several good films. Catwoman. No, well... Die another day. Uh, Man, you are getting, like, the tip of the iceberg, Eric. Just the tip. <laughs> those, those are really her best performances, for sure. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Have, have either of you guys seen the trailer for this? I saw a TV spot earlier today. Yeah. It's, it's taken. With Halle Berry. Yeah. That's, that about sums it up. Oh, yes. I, I have seen the trailer for this. It's all coming back to me. Yeah, I, won't no, be seen. I think it played before uh, one of the movies we went to go see. But... Mm-hmm. She has the whole minivan chase thing, right? Yeah, yeah. What was that yeah. before? Is what was it for? Oh, was before it, I don't know. Dunkirk. <laughs> I feel like that game. That, that doesn't seem like a no, I, good uh, crossover audience. Um. All right. So, I believe this title is pronounced Wind River. It might be Wind River, though. Who knows? I think Wind. I think River. so too, but I don't have any context with it's, which to compare it. Against. It's 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 Wind River. If I can't say names poorly, Aaron, what can I say poorly? <laughs> but yeah, excited for this one because this too. is this is the one with uh, that's directed by the guy who wrote <laughs> Hell or High Water and Sicario, right? Yes, yes. So, I mean, obviously he's untested as a director, but he's proved to be an excellent screenwriter so you know mm-hmm. definitely willing to give this a shot got great cast as well so. oh for sure we got jeremy renner and elizabeth olsen we're bringing the avengers back together 
Yeet. Oh, and John Bernthal is in it. <laughs> so everyone from the MCU is in this movie. Let's go. It's Well, you know, it's hard to find a movie nowadays that doesn't have an MCU actor in it. Yeah. David, I believe we saw the, the trailer for this one before something that we went to go see. But it's like the uh, crime thriller that uh, takes place in, I believe, Alaska or maybe northern Canada of some sort. There was already... Don't you remember the classic Alaskan, oh, uh, Alaskan crime thriller that was already with Nicolas Cage? It was oh, like yeah. the Frozen Ground? From the first episode of Reboot Already Underway. Actually, the blockbuster buddies. Like, yeah. Pilot. Yeah, yeah so I don't know why, why are we going to revisit this. Because um... there's a reboot already underway. Yeah. They're, they're, but, they're rebooting I mean, it. Nick, I, I will only see this if Nicolas Cage... Like emerges from the snow of Alaska and is the killer because that that would be late. That that would be something I'd pay to go see. No, but then you you would spoil the ending for yourself. Yeah. So maybe you need to see it to confirm whether Just or not Nicholas Cage is in this movie. You know when I'm going to see this movie? When I'm going to catch a flight. Yep, to I go knew it. Visit my dad in Florida, and it's going to be right there. I'm be like, well, <laughs> time to watch this movie. That's not that's not the way to watch movies. It's the it's the perfect way to watch movies. No, on the back of a little airplane seat, you're like, yeah, because I'm so much more engrossed in into it because you don't have a cell phone, don't have, like don't have to but, deal with but anyone. But think else. about Turn having to watch phone. a film like Dunkirk on that screen. Oh my god, Just, I might. No, I would never do it in the first place. <laughs> That's not even a problem. I would probably get sick because, like, I'm on an airplane and then there's other airplanes going a different direction. Like, <laughs> you think it's like a rear view get, window? Kind of yeah, I get, get motion sick. Be like, oh, we're flipping over. Where's the parachute? All right. Well, those are all the upcoming movies. Uh, I want to ask real quick if you guys have seen the trailer for um, Snowman, I believe it's called, with Michael yes. Fassbender. How do, yeah. we, how do we feel about that movie? Because I saw the trailer and I'm like, Eh, it could be interesting. I don't know. The snow. He's like grinding. I remember he was like grinding up parts and putting it in snowman. So like, people are just like pushing over snowman to see if like they found body parts and stuff. And Michael Fett, he's like, "There's something we're missing. There's something we're missing." I'm like, "Yeah, half of Assassin's Creed. That's what you're missing. The other half of Assassin's Creed. <laughs> the good part. <laughs> the good, all the good parts. Yeah. All right, Aaron. What do you think of it? Yeah, it looks like it's trying too hard to be edgy. It's too edgy. It's too, too indie, edgy. too edgy. Too indie, too edgy. Is that going to be the name <laughs> of the movie? I will only see this movie if the killer's name is Frosty. <laughs> like his yeah. real name? Is this like comic book villain style where your name determines what kind of villain you grow up to be? It's like, well, poor uh, Edward Nigma never really had a chance, did he? No, no, no. <laughs> that was all he could do. <laughs> I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna name my kid like. Never mind. I got. Yeah, I'm just not gonna say it. We're gonna move on. <laughs> All right, we're gonna move on to the what have we been watching segment this week, guys. Uh, I just like to point out that I would continue to bury Aaron this week um, with my 2017 movies, uh, and he can never catch up, even though he watched one. I did watch one, yes. Are you going first? Or? I'll go first, sure. It's been a while. I watched some good movies this week. Like, all around, 
fairly, fairly good. Um, of course, we watched Django Unchained for uh, Gateway oh. this week. Awesome. So, How'd you like it? I finally seen this. Well, if you want to know, you can listen. To... <laughs> no, uh, I, I loved it. I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Um, we're going to be talking a little bit more about that on Gateway to Cinema. So that's out right now. You can check that out. Um, and then the two 2017 movies, I saw The Beguiled to start. The Beguiled is freaking awesome. <laughs> Which, maybe, <laughs> a romantic thriller normally might not be uh, classified as awesome by a lot of people. <laughs> but for me, it hit all the right notes. Yeah. You've got fantastic performances. Nicole Kidman, I've gone on record saying, Nicole Kidman, I don't really like Nicole Kidman that much. She's not that good of an actress. And then I was like, oh, Lion. Oh, Lion. She was pretty good in Lion. And I'm like, she's really good in this. When did Nicole Kidman become a good actress? Look what happened. What if the plot twist was she was a good actress all along? Yeah. I, like, what is she good in other than this? Because I just, I feel like I haven't seen it yet. I don't know. I was, <laughs> I was making that claim without my... Supporting evidence. She, uh... Bat- Batman Forever. Oh, my That's... God. <laughs> Batman Forever and The Golden Compass are two best movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, she's great in it. Kirsten Dunst is really great in it. And again, I don't really like Kirsten Dunst that much. I think she's pretty bad in the Spider-Man movies. And then it's like, oh, Kirsten Dunst. Good actress. And then Elle Fanning. I'm like, oh, my God, Elle Fanning. You're such a great actress. It's like you could even make the Neon Demon watchable. You maybe just acting comes with age. Maybe, but because there is like because there are a few so. good child actors. Would you say? Yeah, very. Because whenever, whenever we like, you see a horror movie, you're like, man, those child actors suck. Because like they're like three years old, dude. Chill out. He's <laughs> like. You didn't have the right tone for the movie. I'm like, well, the tone is you probably need a diaper change. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there were there were child actors in this, and I thought they were pretty great, actually, for the most part. Um, oh, I mean, so they're they're peaking early. They are peaking early. Um, I feel like some it's of the all downhill. Kind of lost. You'll know when I peak, audience. You'll, you'll, you'll know, know when, when I peak. peak. Um, I feel like a lot of their performances seem a tiny bit off just because you can't really explain the plot to a kid because it's a little like hey uh, you can't explain it in great detail <laughs> it's a little risque in that way um, did not know that this was a remake of a 1971 movie uh, with Clint Eastwood in it mm-hmm. so when I figured that out I was like oh do I have to watch that one like, no this is pretty good I don't feel like doing that um it might be interesting just to compare. Yeah, probably I'll wait, though, for a while. Because I want to keep this one fresh in my mind. Colin Farrell, really great. Really good at playing just... I hate him. <laughs> I mean, he was also Grindelwald, and we all know how much we hate Grindelwald, am I right? All you Harry Potter fans out there. Aaron, have you seen Is he Fantastic in those movies? Oh, oh, he's in Fantastic Beasts. I still haven't seen that one. <laughs> It's not that good. I've seen it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, overall, Sofia Coppola's direction, I think, is fantastic. Some of the best this year. I understand why she won uh, the Cannes Film Festival uh, Best Director. Um, and overall, I'd say, gorgeous movie. 
really great cinematography. And uh, it'll be one to look at, I think, by the end of the year. I think it might get a little bit of uh, awards recognition for costumes or makeup or something to that effect. Um, and hopefully, Sofia Coppola gets some, some love. So, The Beguiled. Recommend. It's at my number six for the year. Um, can't, can't even make it the one hand. Man, that's disappointing. Ah, I know. Well, when the so top it's not, five... It's, it's, is it's a not a good movie if it's not on one hand. What does that even mean? <laughs> oh, you'll know what it means. <laughs> when, when my tops of the year are Dunkirk, Baby Driver, Raw, War for the Planet of the Apes, and The Black Coat's Daughter, you got a good year on your hands. Any other year, Beguiled might have actually made it, so... Um. All right, so then uh, Atomic Blonde, a movie we talked about oh. last week, one I was pretty excited to see, and one that uh, I was in, I enjoyed myself. It was uh, fast-paced. I think the one thing I was a little put off by to begin with is that I was going in expecting a John Wick type of movie, and what I got was very much more James Bond, where there's not as many action scenes, but the ones that are there are, like, extremely well-directed. There is just one sequence in this movie that blew my mind. It was fantastic. And uh, it makes me excited to know that David Leach is going to be doing Deadpool 2 because when you see something like that out of a director, you're like, okay, yeah, you can do Deadpool, that's fine. Everything else, though, in the movie, it's kind of bland. I think Charlize Theron does her best with the character. I think she's really the only interesting character in the movie. James McAvoy does a good job, but overall his character is just a little cliched, uh, which makes it like, eh, you can kind of see what's, like, you can, yeah, you can just, there's not much nuance to his character. Um, and then you also just got weird choices like John Goodman's in this movie for like three scenes. And you're like, okay, why John Goodman though? <laughs> I'm assuming maybe for sequels. I don't know. I don't know. He's uh, a good actor. He is a good actor. He's and a good man. <sighs> and, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know what else to say about it. I think if you like movies like this, I highly recommend it. <laughs> Um, people in my theater seem to enjoy it too this is one that I was like uh, are people going to like this it's not like what the trailers kind of sold it to be and then by the end everyone was like yeah okay like, alright so Atomic Blonde recommend Charlize Theron will probably go down as one of the best uh, action actors of our time I'm calling that right now. So she can star in the all-female reboot of The Expendables in like 10 years. Oh my god. Never saying. make The Expendables. Never. There shouldn't have been one, let alone three of them. <laughs> um, Alright, who wants to go next? I mean, I can go. Alright, go ahead. Pretty, pretty easy week. Uh, internet, just want to let you know that um, I finished a I started and finished the TV series, something that Jacob has, cannot do, no, and I did it all within one day. Yeah, I watched. What I watching tonight? You want to know what I, I watched? Yeah, I do. You just tell us. 
Any guesses? Any guesses? No, just tell us what it is. No? <laughs> How could we possibly guess? Fre so many. Friends from College. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that new Netflix one. Not the whole series, just one season, but all right. Uh, I count it as a finished series because the series is fully done. I've watched everything that is out. So I, I, I count that as finished. But there's a little asterisk by it because guess what? Nothing else is out until it comes out. And guess what I will do when it comes out? <laughs> nothing I'll just watch out. it right away. Nothing more is out until it comes out. All right, guys? Because, okay, we, we, you could say that you finished the Star Wars uh, series, episodes one through six, for how many years? And they're like, oh, surprise, we're making more movies. So, we so, haven't finished it. There's still episode nine. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just antagonizing you. Anyway. <laughs> You're not antagonizing. How was uh, Friends from right, College? Yeah. Oddly good. It was. I thought it was enjoyable, which I was really surprised by. It's... um. You should yes, have been surprised but... because Kobe Smolders is in it. No surprises there. And then Key from Key and Peel's in it. So I uh it was only eight episodes, so it was really and they're all thirty minutes, which was really quick. Obviously, but um Hence why you could finish it in one day. <laughs> yes. But um I enjoyed it, oddly enough. It had a like an interesting story because like they're all they all went to Harvard and they all meet up. And um, 20 years later, but there's a lot of a lot of things going on that I don't want to ruin, but keeps you interested. And it, it, it's a lot of situational comedy because at first, like that's what I heard at first, like oh, it's super it's funny, blah blah. First episode, I was like, huh, like I don't understand. Like this is supposed to be funny, but as it got into it, but like, you understand the characters more. I was like, oh, like I understand this. Like I'm like I got a couple chocolates on me, which is more than a lot of shows can do for me nowadays. So, I mean, it's worth the watch if you got four hours to, to burn. Yeah, I mean, I was mildly interested. I heard kind of mixed things about it in terms of like reviews, but yeah, I might check it out at some point. I know my brother watched it. Yeah. I caught like five minutes of an episode because he was watching it. Did and like I, and I got a few. I got a few chuckles out of it. So, yeah. So yeah, that's all I watched. Now I watched that today. So. All right. Well, uh, as Lacey said, I watched one new 2017 film this week for a competition. I watched uh, Ghost in the Shell. So. It was about what I expected, I suppose, mm. in that it's definitely inferior to the original anime movie. And they basically, you know, they, I, I was initially hopeful for it when it, like, the film first started because it did look like they were going to actually address some of the philosophical themes that were, you know, underlying in the original film. They, they were going to address those again. But they seem to kind of avoid doing like delving into it too much like they would just kind of like put it out there but then not really dig into the themes too much as if they were like trying to make it seem like it was deeper than it actually was and then they changed the ending of the story and it basically ruined all of the development <laughs> that 
could all the thematic development that they were setting up anyway. So it doesn't really work because they basically they took what was unique about the original film, what I loved about the original film, and then just, just like copy and pasted the visuals and made it like slapped it onto a boring RoboCop ripoff. So it was like it was like watching another RoboCop Jason Bourne film. Someone has to figure out, you know who they were before they were like the, the super agent for this big government corporation or whatever. So it was visually pretty cool. I mean, they basically just ripped a bunch of stuff from the anime and then just turned into live action, but it looked pretty neat. And Scarlett Johansson gives a pretty good performance, but overall definitely inferior to the anime in every way. All right. And then also Wait, uh, this week... Quick question. Yes. Is it worth watching... If I need to beat you, you know what I mean. If we're coming to the end, and I'm like, "How do I beat Aaron?" Is it worth well, I mean, then? You just answered your own question. If you if you want to beat him, and you have an opportunity to watch any 2017 movie that you haven't seen, you should watch it. But why wouldn't I? Pick yeah, Lacey, Lacey, I was watching stuff like London Has Fallen and Nine Lives and Zoolander too. Two last year. <laughs> so God, Zoolander Two, gutter. Zoolander so, Two. So Don't you pause. answered your own question. <laughs> I mean, but I, yeah, I, that's a good point. What I would say is I would recommend watching the anime first. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to do that. So. Well, then don't watch this <laughs> remake. Okay, I won't. <laughs> so then the other thing this week, I was kind of inspired by uh, Lacey's recent quest to, you know, you're trying to find a favorite director, so you're watching through the filmographies of a bunch of directors or whatever. And so what I, but what I did instead is, like, I already know who most of my favorite directors are, but there's a lot of films of theirs that I haven't seen yet. So now I'm setting out to watch the rest of the films I haven't seen yet from these directors. So I ended up watching a lot of Wes Craven films That's what this was week. Going on. <laughs> I'm sorry I stalk Letterboxd all the time, but I'm like, man, he's watching a lot of Wes Craven lately. Oh, okay. But yeah, that's why I've, I've been watching a lot of Wes Craven films. I watched five of his films that I hadn't seen yet. And like three of them, I watched, I watched uh, Chiller. Invitation to Hell, Night Visions, and then The Hills Have Eyes, Parts 1 and 2. Oh, he did and those? So, I did not yes. know that. Alright. So, Chiller, Invitation to Hell, and Night Visions are all made-for-TV movies. Oh. Like, back when, like, CBS and ABC or whatever do, like, movies of the week kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it is interesting, kind of, like, how, I guess, dark they were willing to let broadcast television be back in, like, the you know, eight, late 80s, early 90s or whatever. Well, what were they going to do? You don't really think of made-for-TV movies. You're like, oh, they're going to be the family-friendly stuff. But this is like, yeah, Wes Craven's kind of doing his own thing. I, You know, funny funny fact about that. He used to just put them on and like, what? we can't stop it. They're already going out. We can't stop it now. What are we going to do? Pull this whole plug? Pull this plug? This little plug? That leads into this antiquated computer? No. Just let it run. Yeah. And then thousands of nightmares... Born from that instance. Didn't get many nightmares from these films. These no are nightmares? definitely not as strong as my favorite films of his. But I do think that, like, overall, he's still one of my favorite directors. Not necessarily because his filmography is very consistently strong, mm-hmm. but more just because I, like, admire his creativity. I admire his worth ethic. I, l- I like him as a person. And yeah. I suppose, like, like, you know, it's all these stuff. He, he inspires me creatively. So I think those are more the factors I'm looking at as opposed to 
you know, who makes overall the best films. So, like, even though these weren't the greatest films, The Hills Have Eyes is pretty good, pretty solid, holds up, kind of creepy and very, like, nihilistic in a fun way. But overall, these films are, like, they're cheesy, they're low-budget, they're filled with wooden acting or whatever, but I still love them just because, you know, they're products of this director who I admire. Interesting. Let me so, let me mark that. So, David, go yes, ahead. Yes, David. My question is, if they were not products of a director that you love, yes. would you have, quote-unquote, enjoyed them slash talked this way about them? I mean, I, I do think they or still have... You, or would you just be like, eh, kind of a so-so movie I saw just to clean up? No, I, I mean, I still think some of them have their charms. Like, Invitation to Hell is this whole just, like, suburban community where people are being replaced by, like, devils or whatever. And then it's, like, this, you know, cheesy 80s movie. It's 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 a fun time. It's a dumb movie, but it's just, you know, a fun, cheesy, weird special effects movie. And, like, stuff like Chiller, it's, like, it has this creepiness to it, even if it is a very, like, slow-moving film. Night Visions was basically, like, a... They tried to make it a TV pilot for, like, a, pr- a police procedural that never went through, so then I'm just like, yeah, it's a movie now. So that one wasn't very good, and that one... Like, I, I can still concede it's a bad movie, but I do think there is still that spark that bit. Wes Craven brings to it. So you can't really say, like, if it had been from a different director, would I have reacted to it the same way? Because the reason why I'm reacting to it the way I am is because of that extra spark. So the movie wouldn't be the same without him. You bring up an interesting point, though, Aaron. About looking towards who the directors are that can also make it who's my favorite director. So I'm going to have to... You mean, like, personality-wise? Yeah. 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 I don't know enough about the Coen brothers as people. I assume they're probably pretty quirky people. Well, they make some quirky. Well, I can't tell. They seem like pretty solid, nice people. Yeah. Good worth ethic, ethic, and all that. Yeah. All right. Let me just write that down for us. Write right down. All right. Wrote it down. And uh, Aaron, what else you got for us? That was my week. That is his week, guys. It's time to move on to the advice segment this week. This week, uh, we get a letter straight from Marvel Pictures headquarters. Marvel Studios? Yeah, that one. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'm just reading what they wrote, all right? This writer uh, wants to remain anonymous, although he does say, I'm assuming it's a he, that's horrible of me, but... I'm kind of guessing by the initials. His initials are KF. So, kind of. Dude, it's like, it's all right. You can remain anonymous, but come on. Don't leave your initials, too. He says, Hi, Reboot Already Underway. I've been really... Let me restart that. (laughs) Hey, Reboot Already Underway. I've really been enjoying your show. Uh, I listen every week. I don't like how much David is a DC fanboy, but... I can live with it. Also, what was with the Doctor Strange comments? He doesn't like the Doctor Strange comments, but that's it. I still pay money to go see your movies, Marvel, so you're going (laughs) to throw me under the bus. They're throwing you under the bus, man. And, you know, I'm not down with that. 
All right. They do also yeah, say yeah. that Aaron likes uh, Christopher Nolan too much. So, I don't know. Nothing about me, though. They love me. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah. KF says, After Avengers Infinity War Part 1 and Part 2, we don't have anything on the docket. We've been looking for a direction to take the franchise. Maybe a reboot. Maybe a continuation. Maybe something new altogether. Something that's never been done in film. I was just wondering what you think we should do after Infinity War Part 1 and 2. Who we should cast. Where we should take it. That sort of thing. Love you guys. Hope to be on the show one day. Kevin Feige. Whoa, man. Oh, wow. he, he blew signed, it. He signed his name right there. He blew it. Dude, you wanted to remain anonymous. but okay. I mean, that's on you. Yeah, that's, was, that's yeah. on him. That's on him. That's not drag me under I'm, the bus here. I'm now, dragging guys, you under the bus. <laughs> so anyway, I would say to Kevin Feige, mm -hmm. I think that you have a pretty solid thing going for you right now. You know, you have a very successful string of movies. You've had some really, you know, pitch-perfect adaptation of combo characters, like Iron Man, perfect casting, Captain America, perfect casting. They're all great. But the thing is, where you're faltering is your villains. So mm. I think what you need to do to go forward is you need to show people what you haven't shown them yet so far, which is a bunch of strong villains. Mm. Like, maybe go to the DC approach and just make movies huh? centered on villains. He doesn't like because to that. that's that's a thing to do. So just just make movies about your villains now. And I'm talking I'm not talking about like, you know, these ones you've been doing. No more Loki, no more Thanos. Yeah. We need we need the big guns. So I'm talking about people like uh Stiltman or Big Wheel oh. or or Kangaroo we... <laughs> or or Pace You know what they Hot should do, Aaron? You know what they should do? What? Remember how Fox with with the X Men is like? You know what? I wanted to start doing origin stories. What yes. if Marvel started doing origin stories for all of their villains? So therefore, when they're attacking Earth, when they're messing up Earth, and the Avengers have to go stop them, we all know the true like reason why they're, why they're doing this. That's we know what's happening point. in their mind. So, because, like, if we can understand the villains, we can understand how to stop the villains. It's all about the pre ante the pre, oh, uh, gosh, what am I trying to say? I don't know. The preemptive measures, thank you. I said uh, amp, I was thinking about music, sorry. But that's a good point, because, like, that was the appeal of the Avengers, is, like, oh, we're going to give all these people solo films before they team with an Avengers, unlike Justice League. It's, like, we already know and love all these characters before you meet them. So if we have the same with villains, like you know, we show them when we show them go all the way back to like when they're babies, toddlers, mm -hmm. just do completely comprehensive origin stories to fully capture that when, nuance we've been missing from our villains. Once once they meet the Avengers, fight, et cetera, et cetera, who who is the audience going to vote for? Who are they going to root for? Because are they going to be so emotionally attached to the villains because they they know what they've been through and how they've been wronged in the world? Are they going to be part of the Avengers team, and they want to be like, you know what? Even though all these bad things have happened, we still we still need the ultimate greater good. I'm going to agree with them on this. I think the only one you shouldn't do a comprehensive backstory for is uh, Red Skull, because uh, he's a Nazi. 
and he's evil no matter what. So, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I think that was the first one that they were looking to do. Actually, oh, was that no. right, Aaron? Heaven, no. <laughs> um, now, guys, I was thinking also, uh, Kevin, if if I may, Kevin, um, I was thinking that maybe you could wipe the slate clean for a little bit. I'll get back to that. Wipe the slate clean. Do different versions of these characters that we already know and love. Maybe instead of Iron Man, we'll have Pepper Potts be rescue or something. Uh, probably not rescue, though. <laughs> and uh, they will get Miles... Uh, blah, 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 blah. Miles yes. Morales, thank you. I, I, <laughs> I was almost going to say Miles Moranis. <laughs> no, Miles Morales as Spider-Man. Uh, you know, Bucky as Captain America. And then, with all new casting, mind you, and then, eventually, fold the universes into one another. Then we can get really wacky situations. Like Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man and his Pepper Potts meeting Pepper Potts and her Iron Man from the other world. It's like, oh, that's wacky. I wonder what's going to happen now. And then, <laughs> and then it's like, hey, I'm Spider-Man. I'm also Spider-Man. Nothing really differentiates us from each other except for that we're a little bit different characters. <laughs> All right. And then it's like, oh, hey, that's my buddy who died on the train, but he didn't really die because he was frozen in ice. And then he does the code word. And then he goes crazy and he kills people. Except for this time, I did that. And there's Steve Rogers and he's the Winter Soldier. And you're like, I think that's really just a mind-blowing situation that you can set up. And then at the end, uh, it'll be called Civil War II. Attack of the Civil War. And then they'll fight and kill each other. And then your universes will just end right there. They'll all be dead. Wow. I'm liking this, but can we cross it over with the earlier films as well? Like the 70s Captain America movies. Yes. And the 70s Spider-Man TV show. Hulk 2003. And the, and the 70s Hulk. And the 70s Doctor Strange. And the 70s Daredevil. And the 70s Thor. Let's get all oh, those characters. <laughs> these, are, these all happened. Yeah, no, I know. 70s Thor looks horrible. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think Hulk looks better than Thor nowadays. <laughs> so like, we also... We all, I also want to bring those into the fold. All right. Yeah, Kevin, uh, see what you can I'm not sure if those actors are still alive, but if they are, so. original actors. Yeah, Lou Ferrigno. Get him in here. Oh, yeah, Lou Ferrigno's still alive. Uh, yeah. David, you got any other pieces of advice? Or Aaron, have you gotten any other pieces? I mean, I think Aaron and I already spun a perfect web it earlier. Web. It is a good I web. I agree. So Marvel Kevin... Studios Origin, Paste Pot Pete, coming summer 2024. Wait, what did you just say? Paste Pot Pete. Paste He's the criminal Pete? that goes around shooting like glue guns. Paste He's, Pot Pete. Paste Pot Pete is his name. Oh God, yeah. So it's uh, a fairly famous Spider-Man foe. Well, I don't know if he's famous. Uh, Kevin, hopefully we helped you out, gave you something to think about um, as you continue your journey through the MCU. Just know that we're here to support you. If you ever want to come on the show and talk about it, uh, you know, message me on Twitter, follow me at uh, Jake underscore Lace. And yeah, guys, let's move on to the uh, bad movie segment of the week. Oh my god! 
I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Hey, give me my ball. Garbage day! Huh? No! Aaron? Yes? Now, I'm gonna be honest with you. Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunter is a little weak. I mean, it's an easy one to trash. Mm-hmm. But what have you brought to us this week to trash? Well, I brought with me a film that we've actually talked about on this podcast before, and we trashed it before, but that was before oh, any of us right. had actually seen it. And uh, for inexplicable reasons, I sat down and did watch it myself, and that movie is Me Before You. And you still won't watch <laughs> Steelmanville Road, Aaron. <laughs> Hey, that's your job to watch that. I put it on. I put it on Letterboxd. But yeah, it's just, I was looking for a movie to watch with my dad. And it was like, hey, what about me? I was like, what about me before you? Kind of like jokingly. And it was like, hey, that actually looks like something I might enjoy. And I was like, oh. He said that? Yeah. <laughs> Were you like, dad? Did he know? He, he No. Okay. <laughs> Right. So I was like, well, I guess it is in my watch list. <laughs> so yeah, so... you set yourself up for this. <laughs> <laughs> so we ended up watching Me Before You, mm. and uh, it's bad. Yeah. It's, it's it's poorly written, with like the thinnest characters ever. Just everyone's, everything's so melodramatic, everything's overacting. I'm just like... It's like a... High school production of, and then there were none. Am I right? <laughs> uh, I believe I uh, <laughs> most high school performances of, and then there were none. Had that one good actor. There was though. one good. There was one good actor in that. Usually one. the one who didn't have the right socks for the role and had his hair parted down the middle. And it's usually and the, the one who's like way taller than everyone else. Who who's way taller than everyone else, but also wore a suit that didn't fit him. Aaron was in a production of, and then there were none in high school. <laughs> and I and Aaron was good. He was the only good one. I'm gonna stand by that. All right. <laughs> but yeah, me before you. So we talked about this before when it was coming out. You know, it's uh, Amelia Clark yeah. plays this young woman. She gets a job to look after this paraplegic man, played by the dude from The Hunger Games. Yeah, Finnick. I don't remember the uh, actor's so name. So, marries Finnick in this one. It's a big thing. Plessy's not a real name, though, is it? It's it's something else. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that show but sucks. basically, like, I what I was surprised about, because uh, I suppose what we should talk about is what we talked about last time we discussed this film, which is the ending. Yeah. Where it was revealed that at the end of the movie, he decides to commit a sui- assisted suicide. And then he's just like leaves his entire fortune to Amelia Clark, and he's like, "Hey, why don't you go enjoy the world? Because that this is my gift to you. I'm gonna gonna give you some money to enjoy the world because I'm dead now." What a what a touching romantic <laughs> ending! Oh my god! But I was, when watching the movie, I was surprised about how early they brought that plot point in because oh. it's like 20 minutes in, and they're just like, "Oh, our son wants to commit suicide." And I was like, "Oh." We're going. We're going right for this. Okay. And, and the did, ending did she get that it did she get brought in so like he would like have meaning? Kind of. So, like, so basically, she's supposed she gets to be like. In. 
is caretaker kind of right. But she's but like, like help he him. has another. He has a, like another caretaker who does like most of the main like physical stuff of like moving him around and like so you know like making sure. <laughs> yeah, so she basically just comes in every so day she, to hang so out with like her. So she's like failing her job, and then she gets like the the best signing bonus ever. That's basically the movie. <laughs> so, that so. yeah, she scammed them by coming to our job. <laughs> Doing none of the work she was set out to do, like, <laughs> and walking away with all the money. That's that's the true story of this film. It's like in contract. Oh, sorry. But yeah, so yeah, she tries to like cheer him up. She plans all these events for him, and then there was this really irritating moment where he's like, she's like trying to like figure out what he enjoys, and he's like, let's watch this movie with subtitles on it, in it. and she's like, oh, I don't want to watch a movie with subtitles. And then afterwards, they're talking about like how snobbish his movie, like, entertain, like how much his movie tastes are like, you know, super snobbish or whatever. And he's just like, "Oh, my movie tastes aren't that snobbish. I've watched all the James Bond movies, and I like Armageddon." And it's like, "Oh, come on, it's like you're it's clearly writing as someone who has no idea what an actual guilty pleasure movie is. You're just <laughs> like, yeah, what's what's popular." That's the Armageddon. That's a that's a thing that most people enjoy. That's in the Criterion Collection. That can't be your guilty pleasure movie. It still shouldn't be, but yeah, okay. <laughs> so that was that's a tangent, but that bugged me in this movie. Mm. So yeah, she she basically she takes him out to all these concerts. She takes him out dancing or whatever, and they end up falling in love. She has like this other boyfriend who's just like a jerk the entire time and has no dimension whatsoever because it's like, hey, it's we need you to hate film. this guy, so uh, you'll want her to get with the other guy because having actual complicated people would be too difficult to wrap up in an hour and a half. So just this isn't Brooklyn. We're not making Brooklyn here. We're not. We're not making Brooklyn uh-huh. here. We're making me before you. Where we end with our character killing himself so that the abled body person can go off and enjoy all the things they could have enjoyed together. Because this man clearly has a pretty high quality of life, especially considering how rich he is. I mean, he likes Armageddon, so... Yeah, that's that's the highest quality of life. Yeah, Being able to enjoy Armageddon. <laughs> um... Now, we, we memed on this movie a lot when it came out, and it's like, I mean, yeah, are we beating a dead horse? Of course we're beating a dead horse, but this horse deserves it. This is a bad horse. This horse killed your family. This horse deserves to be flogged. I feel like I should stop with this analogy, but I'm going to keep going. This horse... Uh, you shouldn't. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. Any other thoughts on me before you? I mean, but yeah, that's just it. Like it's it's a poorly written, like really cheesy, really melodramatic romance with one dimensional characters that results in just like this really terrible finale. So if you had to compare the acting, waste his time, twenty seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> If you had to compare the acting to any of the productions put on by our high school in the four years we went there, which one would it be? Uh, don't name names and don't name where we went to high school. <laughs> just, just. 
Oh, so just just one pick one of the plays. Yeah, pick one of the plays that you think it's closely resembled. I don't know. By. I'll I'll pick one of the ones I wasn't in. Was it the Susicle? So, so well, no, I wasn't Susicle. <laughs> no, I know you were, but like, you didn't sure, Susicle. <laughs> Come on, yeah, because there's like there's really like some like actors eight. that are just like way over the top. They're really just energetic and into it over, and then you have like people like Charles dances in here and he's just like I need a paycheck <laughs> they killed me on Game of Thrones so I'm here now oh two Game of Thrones alums huh yes indeed uh you still haven't picked so oh I'm gonna go with Susical okay Susical cool um but I feel like <laughs> never mind I feel like the messages of the two movies are very opposite in a lot, or the two movies of the play. Oh, which and then the... I'm Susie and uh, yeah, me before you. We're like Susie yeah. like a person's a person, no matter how small. And me before you is like I'm just gonna kill myself and give you my money. Here you go. <laughs> oh, yeah, indeed. Oh. So yeah, that Cringe. is uh, me before you. Uh, I hope they make a movie out of the sequel. Is there a sequel? There is a sequel book. What is it about? I don't know. It's called Me After You. Oh, so it's about her life after him? Yes. That's a t- clever title there. Isn't it? But now she's kind of stuck when she wants to do a prequel. So Me During You? There's no Me During You. Me that, Years That'd be an integral. <laughs> Come on, Lacey. I don't know. I don't know what that means. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's move on to the fault in your star. Oh, okay. I don't even have time to tell you how wrong you are. Actually, it's going to bug me if I don't. That's fine. I get that, but you're wrong and I hate you. This is, of course, the segment where we go on uh, Flickster. We find a bad review for a good movie or a good review for a bad movie. Yeah, okay. And uh, then we uh, bring it to the table. We take out all the spoilery bits and then we read it to the other two and have them try and guess uh, what movie it is. Uh, half a star. Oh boy. Violence is not the answer. Every white person in this movie is depicted as racist without exception. Even the girlfriend prevented the protagonist from leaving the home. Martin Luther King would not support a movie which treats white and black people as different species like this movie does. The conclusion this one would take away. Our story differences will never be settled, so we should kill one another. This movie is a racist. It's, it's Get Out. Yeah, it is. It's, it's it Get is. Out. Good job, Aaron. Thank you. you. Can do it. <laughs> Just kidding, Internet. We talked about it through our brains. Yeah, so our brains are in sync, so we don't even have to communicate mm-hmm. verbally anymore. I feel like the person didn't watch the movie. Or they like heard what the movie was about, and then they were kind of like. Then they just wrote a, a skewed review. <laughs> yeah, because no, just just no. But all right, guys, this has been <laughs> episode sixty-three of Reboot already underway. Guys, if you want to find us around the internet, you can find David at Dbex with two S's fifteen on Twitter. He's look for my finger dab. Look for my finger dabs. Look for his finger dabs. They're all over. They're hidden though. It's like a hidden picture game. You gotta look real close. Like where's Waldo? 
but with finger dabs. Thank you for thinking I'm of dead. a real name that I couldn't remember. I was like, <laughs> hidden picture game. <laughs> What's the name of that? Find one? the hair. It's like find the toothbrush in the bathroom. Find the yeah, hair. I spy. Yeah. Do you, you remember those I spy books? Oh man. Yeah. I love those. Those are great. Also, the I spy computer games. Never played those them. Those were pretty great. I wasn't a PC boy. Except for SpongeBob, Employee of the Month. I played that on PC. Um, if you want to find Aaron around the internet, you can find him at Little Flame Dude on Twitter. And this clever blog name is already taken on Tumblr.com. Aaron, have you got anything going on right there, right now? Uh, not currently, because basically I haven't seen any new movies, and most of my writing I am focused on my October blog project, working on that. So. Already, man. Already. Gonna be a big one. I was gonna ask you a question, but I, you know, let the audience be surprised. Um, and if you want to find me around the internet, you can find me at Jake underscore Lace on Twitter. Uh, you can also find me at Jake Lace on Tumblr. Still uh, Dunkirk's up there, of course. Um, I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. And uh, yeah, stuff will be going up there soon, hopefully. Uh, depending if I find the time to write tomorrow. I don't know why I need to tell you that. <laughs> it wouldn't even be tomorrow for that. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. Um, it would be three days ago. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And uh, you can also find the podcast at Reboot Already un- on Twitter. Reboot Already Underway on Facebook. Of course, you can also find us on SoundCloud, iTunes. Leave us a review. Leave us a star. Leave us a heart. I think hearts are a thing on SoundCloud. I think it's just called a like, though. <laughs> it's not like, hey, I hearted your track. Um, oh, boy. And also, you know, leave us just a good review. Leave us a review of what you thought of Chiller. The Wes Anderson. Not Wes Anderson. <laughs> and with that, internet. With that. The Wes Craven movie. Guys, join us next week when we're going to talk about... Bye bye man. Oh, Wes Anderson's the Origins. Directed by Wes Anderson. Directed by Wes Anderson. Oh my god, man. Can you imagine? Alright, good. (laughs)